Hi friends, my name is Amina Mejdoubi and you are listening to Unpacking with Mina. This podcast is a safe space where we discuss different topics and explore together our world by dissecting various issues that pertain to the human experience so we can understand ourselves and live fully in a raw and authentic way. So buckle up for a fun ride. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Unpacking with Mina with Amina Mejdoubi. I have missed you so much. Unfortunately, I had to take a minute away from creating and um, recording on my podcast because life was really happening and I had some challenges the last couple of weeks, but all is good now. I feel refreshed. I feel ready. So I'm back and definitely better. I'm feeling like myself and I'm excited to talk to you today about the different types of regrets and also the power of regrets and looking at regrets from a positive lens rather than a negative lens. I am going to be pulling from Daniel Pink's book, The Power of Regrets. I do recommend that you read this book, but if you don't want to read it, we're going to be talking about it today. Anyway, um, Regret is basically um, feeling bad about a situation that happened in the past um, or just happened recently. And it is a feeling that can turn into a very bitter feeling that can eat people away. Um, most of the time, we associate regret with a negative feeling. So I'm hoping that today I can change your mind so we can shift our perspective and the way we look at regret and maybe think of it more from a positive perspective. Before we do that, we want to talk about the different types of regrets. So the first one is um, foundation regrets. I want you to think about, you know, these are the regrets that rock uh, your need for some level of stability. So, um, I call these regrets, well, they are called foundation regrets, but these are older regrets. You find yourself regretting a decision that you made a long time ago that is still affecting your present. So think about, um, (laughs) I, I have so many examples from my life, but I am not very good with money and I, feel like I have never really learned how to manage money. Like I've never taken a class about that. I've never taught myself anything until now. I feel like now I take it more seriously. But my relationship with money has been reckless. Uh, that's the history I have. And so I feel like that's one of my regrets is that I wish I had learned to manage money before so that I'm, you know... I, I, at the age of 36, I should be better with money. It's never too late. And I'm glad that I realized that my relationship with money is messy and that I need to do something about it and learn something and how to manage money. So it's never too late. But this is an example from my life that I can think about when I think of um, foundation regret. Um, it could also be things like, oh, I should have selected a different um subject or a different um major in college because if you think about that if you did if you 
um, selected something like that in the past, it would obviously affect your present, uh, not necessarily your future because you can change that today, but it could affect your present because that's what you're doing now, right? Um, I do want to give anybody that's listening hope. Uh, I had decided to become a teacher a long time ago and I was a fabulous and wonderful teacher. I loved my job so much until it became sustainable. And so for a little bit, I did have foundation regret in that regards. And when I thought, oh my God, now I'm a teacher, it's too late. Like I have a degree in curriculum instruction and master's. What, like, how can I get out of this? But there is uh, a way out. And I did have a podcast about this for teachers that are trying to transition. But that's another topic. Um, So... Another example of regret could be the partner that you're with. Maybe it's a partner that really doesn't make you feel amazing and loved and whole. And um, you, you know, you picked that uh, partner way earlier when you were younger and now you're regretting that uh, decision. And um, anything that rocks your foundation as a person and rocks your stability that could go under foundation regret. So the second type of regret is boldness regret. This is my favorite type of regret. I feel like I shouldn't say this sentence, my favorite type of regret, but my favorite type of regret that I shouldn't, that I wouldn't want to experience. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and this one is scary because we are more likely to regret the chances that we don't take uh, than the chances that we do take, especially as we age. So when we come across a business opportunity or we come across somebody that lights our hearts on fire and we come across a situation that could potentially change our life to the better or just makes us feel more alive. Um, I feel like life is, can be, it can be challenging, right? Like we wake up and we, we work and we hustle a lot and we're always busy. We might as well just grab everything by the balls, every opportunity that comes your way. Um, I feel like uh, people who are not risk takers, probably have this type of regret a lot, boldness regret. But I feel like on a personal level, for me, I don't think I have this because I have always, always been a risk taker. I have taken a risk moving to this country by myself. I have taken a risk. Uh, I remember, I'm going to share something with you that's really like so simple, probably if you hear it as a listener, but to me, it was terrifying. When I first became a teacher, I was a high school teacher and I taught refugees and I loved refugees and I loved having all those accents in my classroom and different people with different outfits. I would literally get people from Burma um, as refugees and they would, you know, show up with Tanaka on their faces or um, a traditional outfit. And it was such a cool experience. And then one day I decided to teach pre-AP. And I switched to teaching native native speakers, you know, Americans. 
And I had this fear that they were going to make fun of my accent and that they weren't going to think that I'm a good teacher because I have a good because I have a foreign accent. And that to me right now, it sounds so silly because I was a wonderful educator for as long as I taught pre-AP. I loved teaching. Um, it was my life. Like I did it and I did it so well. And I will tell you that the, they actually did make fun of my accent so many times and in so, so many occasions, but that didn't bother me. It was actually a teachable moment for them. You know, with this, we, we just talked about it. Like why... Why do you feel like you want to make fun of it? Or, you know, explain to them that this is my third language. Obviously, I'm going to have an accent, but I also have a master's degree in this language. And so I technically mastered this language. It might sound a little bit different, but because my mother tongue is dominant and that's okay, you know, and then we would have discussion about it and they actually understand that they're like, oh, wow, so you're so smart. And I'm like, well... I will, I would like to think so. Um, so that was really terrifying for me to switch from teaching refugees to native speakers. And I did it. And I, I did it. And I did it super scared. And I think that's one of the things that I always advise younger people with. I always, when when I host a workshop or when I talk to a younger crowd and they say, what is one last thing you could tell these people? I always say, take the risk because you will wake up one day regretting not taking the risk. Because if we think about it, what is the worst that could happen from taking that risk? Exactly, you could fail. But failure is not bad. Failure is not bad. I want to scream this and tell everybody that failure is not bad. Failure is a roadmap, a redirection. Um, Failure means that you actually are brave enough to have tried while somebody else sat somewhere very safe that makes them feel safe and didn't have the audacity and the courage to try what you tried. So, you know, I can think of so many different like ventures in which I tried something and I had so much courage to try and I took a risk and it just didn't work out. Do I regret making that move? Absolutely not. It taught me something about myself. Maybe it taught me that, "Mm, well, this is not for me or what can I do to get to that point actually differently? Um, So this is when, you know, people think about your career and think about I feel like when I think of boldness regret I think about career I think about opportunities but I also think about people I this might come as a shock to a lot of you and I give you examples from my life I always say that because that's the only life I have lived so I as I said this might come as a shock but there's been Many times when I liked somebody and I actually asked them out myself and I did not wait for them to do so because for a while I was single and a lot of people actually didn't believe I was single. They would literally be like, what? Like you're amazing and kind and da 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 da. 
why are you single? Like, you, this cannot be real. So it was stupid that I was in that situation, but I'm not going to sit somewhere and, you know, like, wait for somebody to tell me that they like me. And for some reason, I think uh, as I get older, I feel like men have less courage to actually ask women out if it's not online. It's not something that they have the courage to do. And so I just, you know, I talk to people and I, I never want to feel any regret for not going after something. And there has been moments when I talk to somebody and I approach them and I regretted it because they were not good for me. But there's been times in which I made a really beautiful connection with a person and um, I learned something from it. Like, And it was beautiful, actually. So can you imagine if I actually didn't uh, take that step or that risk? Then I would have never experienced something beautiful. So this is one of my fears, boldness, regrets. And I think... I think we should all be scared of having boldness regrets. I don't think I want to live a life in which I feel at the end like I should have done this. I should have done this. I want to say, hell yeah, I did this. Yes, I did this. Oh, remember when I did this and I didn't work out? And then I laugh about it. That's the life I want to live. The next type of regret is moral regret. And think of the decisions you took um, when you took the low road. When, like, this could be really bad, like deceiving a spouse, cheating, swindling a, bi- a business partner, being mean to somebody for no reason or for a reason. Um, just being not a good person. Um, I feel like if I could give you an example from here, and I am ashamed to say it, I do have one example of moral regret. I, when I first started teaching and I was teaching high school, I remember losing my cool one day in class because I was trying to teach something and I got interrupted 500 times And this kid was just not paying attention. I don't remember exactly what happened. And I remember getting so angry. And instead of talking to the whole class, I talked to him and I singled him out and I reprimanded him. And I feel like I feel like I hurt him because he was such a good kid, but he talked back. He's like, it's not fair that you only talking to me when everybody else is. But you know, how, I don't know. If you're a teacher, you would understand sometimes when someone is talking and then he's just like the victim because he's the last person you saw misbehaving. And I think this is something that haunts me to this day. I never had the chance to say sorry to him. Um, but you know how I feel like it's maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. He found me on Facebook and reached out to me and was like, hey, Miss Amina, I remember you being the best teacher ever. You made us laugh. Remember the Oreo cookie lesson. Um, 
And he was like, I'm married and I have a kid. And I was like, oh my God. And he showed me pictures of his kid. And it made me feel like maybe I remember it that way. But you know, kids are, they, they, they forgive and they forget. Um, maybe he forget, forgot and maybe he forgave me. But this is something that I always think about when I think I hurt somebody. And this is one of my moral regrets. If you know me in real life, you know that I try my absolute best to be a kind person. And I want to give you an example of how I honor that every day. So I am on Instagram. If you follow me there, hi, Mimi's, because I call my Instagram friends Mimi's. And I'm on Instagram. I cannot tell you how many people reach out to me to ask for help about something. Just this week, a girl asked, she had like a dilemma about staying in her current job or moving back to her older job. And she just wanted my perspective. And it's such a, it's honoring for me that people ask me for my opinion because it's like, I am not an expert in anything. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But the fact that they trust my opinion really humbles me every time. Um, there was a girl who just got in touch with me and was like, hey, like I'm coming to the US. Um, how can I apply for a social security number? Another one was like, I'm coming to the US in the same week, I know. And I wanted to know what are things that I will not be able to find there that I should get from Morocco. And, you know, we had a conversation. And this might not be like a huge things, but imagine someone really needing advice and you listen to them. I don't have to get you anything. You don't have to do things for people. Sometimes people just want to be heard and listened to. And so I try to do some of that. If, if not, I try to help people in real life, you know. But on days when I don't have any way of helping someone, I feel conscious about it and I always think, okay, you know, I, for, the, for the longest time, I always wanted to be this person. And, and the reason why, if you're wondering, like, why do I want to help people? Helping people lets me get out of my own head. And helping people gets me out of my life and takes me to their world. Because sometimes when you're doing you and you're doing the things that you're always doing with the same problems you have, your problems start to seem so big and your challenges seem impossible. But when you talk to somebody else, you really get perspective. Like, wow, like, look at that. Look at what they're dealing with. Um, also, it makes me feel less selfish. Like, I'm not just living my life for myself. I'm living life and I'm contributing and doing something for others. When I can't find anybody to help, um, I actually just go on TikTok and there are so many people that post vulnerable content. I'll give you an example. There was this girl who was trying to teach people how to make this amazing sandwich. Okay. And she, before she proceeded to do that, she said, uh, just for the fat comments, please don't call me fat. Um, I already know I'm fat. And I was thinking, I think it's so sad that she had to profess her, her video by saying that and mention even, even something like that. It's sad that 
she had to say that because she knows somebody is going to say something mean. And so when I find girls, um, you know, I try to lift them up and let just leave them an awesome comment. She actually did make an awesome sandwich. So I commented on that and I told her, like, I'm looking forward to her making more sandwiches and to me learning more from her sandwich making skills. And it might reach her, it might not reach her. I really hope it does. But I hope that when she sees it, she smiles. And to me, that's it. I did my job. I did my job. All right. Um, next type of regret is connection regret. Connection regrets arise when we neglect the people who help establish our sense of wholeness people who kind of give our life purpose and so that could look very different from one person to another but I don't know why I'm gonna cry because I want to talk about my parents a lot of you know that I live in a different country from them and I just always think about them and I think I hope that I'm a good daughter because to me to me they have helped me establish a sense of who I am I am nothing without my parents I have a lot of beautiful qualities from both of them um I'll give you one quality from each I something I got from my dad is the love for animals. My father helps animals selflessly every single day. He cooks for them. You know, people give cats dry food and my dad buys fish and he asks my mom to cook it and they mix it with some pasta or something. I don't know what they do, but they mix the fish and then they give it to the street cats in Morocco. And I think that's so beautiful. My mom... And, okay, I need to stop crying because we are not going to do this. But I feel like the older I get, the more I realize I'm just like my mother more than I think I am. But every time my mom brought a woman to clean her ho- our home, she always, one, helped them during the cleaning, like my mom wouldn't just be sitting drinking coffee while people cleaned. She'd always help them, always, always fed them and always gave them something to take with them all the time. And I apologize. I'm going to like cut this and crop this (laughs) because I just miss them so much. But I I am my mother because when... You know, like, I live in an apartment, and sometimes people want to, you know, sometimes people come over to fix something, and that is their job, and I just can't not offer them something, even if it's, like, water, or, you know, obviously, if it's a man, you don't want to be too friendly, but there's a woman in my building that actually cleans the building, and um, I always try to give her, like, a drink or like one day I saw her and I pretended that I'm gonna go to my car again and I had like two bananas in my hands and I was like here you go like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give her the 
choice to say no. I'm, I'm not like, do you want this? I'm like, here you go. You know, it's just the little things. And it's just a stupid banana, but maybe it made her smile. <laughs> so I try. Those are, those are two different examples. But what I'm trying to say is I, you know, think about the people that have contributed and shaped who I am as a person are those people, um, people that I'm still forming deep connections with. I was just talking to my boyfriend today about um, this person who actually raised me. Well, it's complicated because my parents raised me, but my mom's cousin lived with us for six years and those are my formative years, right? So this woman lived with us and I was very much attached to her. And I just told him this week, like, I haven't talked to her in so long. And I actually told him about her for the first time in a long time. So, you know, I told him about her and and I was like, I will call her this weekend. So she would be one of these people that have helped establish, you know, a sense of whole, whole, wholeness in, in, in my life. And I think if I don't reach out and if, you know, if I lose time, then I will definitely feel this connection regret for sure, for sure, for sure. And I'm not going to do that. So I think as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to get in touch with her for sure. Um, Okay. So now that we talked about the different types of regrets, we're going to talk about what lessons we can learn from each type of regret because yes regret sucks but also how can we unsuck it how can we make sure that it's actually teachable and not just a horrible feeling that we feel okay so our first regret if you remember it's foundation regret the regret that we have about something that we we need for stability right so I gave you an example about like a career or a partner, like the guy that, that, the what is it? That got away or the girl that got away, something along these lines. So the lesson here is think ahead, do the work and start now. So I could also give an, another example. I love to work out. I have reached a point in which I actually like to work out and that's awesome but if you don't like to work out I need you to think about yourself in 10 years uh, not 10 years maybe many 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 years ahead as an older person are you going to be on so many medications trying to remedy the damage that you did as a young person or are you going to have a healthy body and not an alien body. I love Dr. Eamon Daniel. He's a neurologist and uh, a, a, an author. He has written 40 books. And I love um, everything that he teaches us about the body and the, and the mind and the correlation between the two. And so um, he said something very beautiful. He said, I would rather live with the pain of discipline rather than the pain of regret. The pain of discipline is the pain of being disciplined in what you eat and in the pain of being disciplined with like workouts and just taking care of your body. Because obviously, to me at least, a 
delicious carrot cake sounds much better than an apple for me. It really does. But I can't have carrot cake every day. I cannot. I mean, I can. But I will probably be literally obese. Because I can eat a lot of carrot cake. I love carrot cake with cream cheese icing. Like, I, that fixes my day every single time if I'm having a bad day. But I can have it every day. Because I will have issues later. I will have diabetes. I will probably be obese. I'll probably get cholesterol. But if I have an apple a day, that's not going to happen. It's actually going to prevent me from getting so many diseases. So uh, the lesson is to think ahead and start now. Whatever we feel like we're going to regret, we start now. If there is a job, and I'm going to tell you and tell you and tell you, if there is a job stressing you and making you cry every day, baby, you don't need that job. Find something else. Because you deserve to have a good life and work balance. You deserve to work somewhere um, that makes you feel good about yourself. And so I know that a lot of people feel stuck. Um, There's no time or age limit to when we can start over. And I personally needed to hear that because when I was exiting the classroom, I had the moments in which I felt like, a failure but I had to look at it differently like I'm actually so excited I'm learning a lot I am um, just in a very good space I feel good about myself for taking the risk but most importantly instead of looking at it like oh my god I failed and now I have to start over I'm thinking about about it like yes like hell yeah I get to start over and to do something totally new and there's so much excitement in that for me I love not always knowing what's next there's so much sexiness in it for me all right boldness regret what can we learn from boldness regret take action speak up ask him out ask her out take the trip Ask for a raise, start that business, step off that train, leave toxic relationships, do what is best for you and do it proudly and boldly. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to make you scared, a lot of people. And I want you to always remember that people who don't take a risk will always project their own insecurities onto you. They're always going to tell you, what if it doesn't work out? But what if it does? What if it actually does? Can you imagine? And I swear to God, the minute I started to think, what if it does work out? Oh my God, the possibilities are super endless because you start to think of the positive outcome. And you become what you think and what you think happens. If you focus on what if what if it doesn't happen, then it's really not going to happen. You're inviting that into your life. Next is moral regret. Remember being mean regret or being a bad person regret? Ooh, this one is hard because you can't, you, you know, actually all of them, you can't undo what you did. But I think I am a good example of like, 
how I used the incident with my student to shape the person I am today. Um, I wouldn't say I was a mean person. I really had the moment. But I went from being that person to someone that helps people and actually consciously thinks, what can I do to be kind today? And I love that. I think that's, I think that's beautiful. And so what we can learn is when in doubt, in doubt just do the right thing. Um, you are more likely to regret being a bad person than being a good person. I don't think we can ever think, oh, shoot, I regret being so kind to that person, you know? Even if that person doesn't deserve it. But we do. If you are a reflective, you know, person and just a person that reflects a lot on their decisions and behaviors, it will hit you that you did something wrong if you have some kind of conscience. And so I, I always say that I hope that when I'm, I'm gone, people remember me for what I did. For, sorry, for what I made them feel and how I made them feel around them and about themselves. I hope so. And obviously, you only do that by being kind. So I hope, I hope that I started this already. I hope that I'm on the right track. But, you know, we can always be better, right? We can always be better. Connection regret. Our connection regret, remember, is when you regret um, not staying in touch and connecting with the people that helped you shape who you are. Um, with this one, same thing. What, what lesson can we learn from it? Do better and, and do something about it now. Make the call. Make the visit. Say what you feel push past the awkwardness and just reach out. Most of the time, um, probably the other person wants to reach out and they're just also shy and not knowing how they can initiate that contact. And so just be that person and reach out. They probably are waiting for it. And if you reach out and they're being mean and they're being bad to you or you know, they don't welcome your contact, at least you did your part. At least you did your part. And that's, in my opinion, that's something you can't forget. You can't um, regret. Um, and so this was a lot to unpack, I, I think. I hope that, you know, you, you get to maybe reflect and think, do I have any of these regrets? And if you do, that's okay. But what can I do about the regret I have? Um, I wanted to share one more thing with you. If you go to worldregretsurvey.com, you can take a survey. And the survey takes you... One second. I'm going to do something so I can show you this in real time. Um, the survey is going to take you and asks you questions, just a couple questions. It's not a lot. And so, one sentence. Okay. It's going to ask you some questions, and it's going to ask you about your age. It's going to ask you about where you live, what state, um, if you are male or female. And then it's going to ask you about what country you live in. After that, it will take you to 
a map, a world map, actually. This world map is going to show you what people in your area regret the most. So I'm here, I'm looking at the map and I can see America. So if I click on Texas, this is so cool because I live in Texas, remember? Okay, so I click on Texas. Let me just read you some, um, some of the things I'm reading right now. Oh, there's this girl. Okay, we don't, we, we cannot, we cannot see any names or anything. It says female age 24. I wish I had not undergone a breast augmentation. All right, let's see another one. 37, male. I regret not being a better father figure for my stepdaughter. Man, this is making me going to cry. Okay. Oh, wow. Age 29, female, also Texas. My college experience. I wish I had been brave enough to tell my parents I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and try out different things in community college. Oh, wow. Oh, this one. I regret leaving my mother's hospital bed before she died. Wow. This is really sad. I was too reactionary, gentlemental, and not more motivated by love. Age 75. I like reading... Um, I like reading older people's regrets because... I don't know. It just makes me think like, wow, if this person is this old and they regretted regretted like this decision maybe I shouldn't make it all right last one female age 62 I wish I had taken the risk to move away with my girlfriend at that time the love of my life he's 62 and he still remembers the love of his life I promise you guys I'm not sad every time I read people's stories Every time I read people's stories, like, they just touch me. So anyway, <laughs> um, I don't ever want us to have these types of regrets. So I feel like reading the book um, has helped me just become more conscious about my decisions as a person and thinking a little bit um ahead of time like how can these decisions affect me and my future and who I am you know so I hope I hope that you can have some moment to reflect and think about your choices and maybe your regrets and maybe log in your regret um on world what is it world regret survey.com it's interesting because i was on the american side i wonder if i picked morocco like what kind of regret i would see because you know i'm from morocco and those are my people so i would be curious to see that but anyway thank you so much guys for hanging out with me for 40 minutes oh my god thank you for being here because you could be doing anything ever so if you loved this episode i please ask you to maybe share it with your friends. And if you have an iPhone, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because I don't think that's allowed on Spotify. I don't think so. Um, tag me if you listen to this episode and tell me maybe you are welcome to share with me your regret. But also I want you to share with me the lesson that you learned from it. 
Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Mimis. I hope you have a great weekend. Love and light, Mina.